You're listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode number 38. This show is brought to you by our free tip sheet of the month, Attract Your Ideal Audience, a completely free tip sheet that will help you cut through the clutter, get crystal clear on who you're talking to, and help you start attracting and growing your audience today. You can grab your free tip sheet at juliesolomon.net forward slash newsletter. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, blog and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Before we dive in, I want to give my warm appreciation to our reviewer of the week, and that is Corinne from Grid and Glam, and she says, I stumbled upon this podcast at the perfect time. I recently decided to switch careers and start a new business. Every episode has several gems that are applicable and actionable, the best kind of advice. This is saving me from making so many rookie mistakes, and as a bonus, it's totally entertaining and makes my commute fly by. Well, thank you so much for the review. Corinne, I am so glad that this podcast is helping you and making that commute fly by. So I want to hear from more of you who listen in each week. Make sure to subscribe to the Influencer Podcast on iTunes and give us a review so I can highlight your review in an upcoming episode. Make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone and tag me on your Instagram story at Jill Solomon and give our guest a tag at Heather underscore Crabtree and hashtag the Influencer Podcast to let us know that you're joining in today as you know that I love to share those screenshots on my story too. Last week, Caitlin Crosby of The Giving Keys shared how a simple key can literally change lives and can encourage an entire world to give back. This week, Heather Crabtree is taking us through a Facebook group roadmap from best practices to leveraging Facebook groups to grow a loyal community. So I know that some of us may have a love and hate relationship when it comes to social media, but one of the many, many reasons why I love it so much is the amazing women that I get to know and love through social media. One woman who I have to thank Instagram for bringing us together is the amazing Heather Crabtree. Heather is CEO of the Savvy Community, which helps female creative entrepreneurs all over the world create and grow a savvy business that combines their smarts and their heart. She is a business mentor who believes that your business should fit in your life and that you should not be forced to fit your life in your business, which I think is something that we can all say we are striving for as this new year approaches. With a law degree in hand, she started her first post-law firm business hours at the age of 24 gained a business partner at 28, and sold the business six years later to start her current business that she runs now, which is coaching and speaking to women entrepreneurs around the globe each year and encouraging and teaching women to create and grow a successful and savvy business that they love. Heather is also a strong warrior for mothers out there. Recently, the cancer diagnosis of her beautiful 10-year-old daughter made her see what truly matters in life, which of course is family, friends, and the people around her, and how perspective and a lot of prayer can make a major impact. She also has a fantastic roadmap called the Savvy Business Roadmap, which allows, um, which gives and allows us creatives out there six checkpoints that we can use for creating and growing our business. And so we're going to be talking about that in a little bit, and I don't want you guys to miss this amazing freebie. So what better way to prep for the new year than getting amazing actionable steps from Heather that you can take into your business and into your life for that next level in 2018 and just getting a great reminder and refresher on what truly does matter in life. So it's time to get back to basics with a refreshing outlook and renewed sense of encouragement. So I am so happy to welcome the amazing Heather on the podcast today. Thank you, Julie. I'm super excited that Instagram brought us together. I am too. I feel like I have already learned so much, not only from you, but just the amazing community of women that you surround yourself with on social media. I think that there really is power and collaboration and power and community. And I think that you are such a fantastic example of what that is and what that can become. So um, I'm excited for our listeners to learn more, not only about your community and how it serves, but about you and all the great and good and just fantastic insight that you have into growing a business. So um, thank you. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And I just, I kind of want to just get it started. I know that you 
started your business about three years ago, which I mentioned, and you, you kind of started it like as, as a Facebook group, and then it kind of evolved and grew into what it is today. So I know that your Facebook group has over 13,000 women in it, which is just amazing. Yeah. And what I love too, is that it, it allowed you from going to that one-on-one consulting, which even though it kind of has its perks as the, you know, those out there who have done that, it can be sometimes an energy exhaust and it doesn't yes. really allow you to scale and serve to a greater capacity, which I know that from what you do, that is really where you shine and where you want to be. Um, so I love that it allowed you to kind of go from that one-on-one consulting to this amazing group and membership site. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the power of Facebook groups and how you were able to initially, you know, start your business from this engagement group and really just the uniqueness that it brought with your community. Yeah. So I guess I have to start out though with, I did not just start a business then I had been an entrepreneur for, uh, I don't know, 12 years before I started this current business. So I think with that came a lot of knowledge and, um, learning that failure is okay. Not that I failed at that business, but I had learned a lot. So I wasn't just a new entrepreneur. I think it was in a very different mindset when I was starting this business. And with the last business, I was uh, in the wedding industry. And before that, I was in the legal world. I went to law school and did all that, but decided I didn't want to stay there. And I think for me, um, when I got to this place I had left the, the wedding industry and I was coaching other wedding professionals. So we had a wedding planning company and then I was coaching. Everyone kept asking, well, how did you get a business partner and how did you do this and that? And so that just organically moved into coaching other women um, and men in the wedding industry. And because I had that background in that, we did that for four years. My business partner and I did. That allowed us to move into for me, my business, um, coaching, because I'd already done it for four years. And so I had a lot of people that I knew from that world. And I'm kind of the girl that I like to bring, well, you'll see throughout my story. I like to bring people together from kind of all over. And so I was like, I want my wedding industry people to know like my people that I met in law school and my people in college and all of that and kind of bring it together and just expand that. And so that's what I did. And at the time, I really wasn't like a big Facebook user. I don't know how it really started, um, except for I was like, okay, I'm in Facebook. I'm kind of use it, but I started a Facebook group and it just took off and it shocked me because I wasn't prepared for that, but it really took off my business. I have to say that starting that Facebook group is, is the catalyst for how my business really started, um, for my current business. And so I started it with just friends of mine and then bringing people together and then they were bringing other people in. And I think I started with an intention of, and I think that's very important when you're starting things like whether it be a Facebook group or anything you're doing in your business, I started with the intention of bringing women together from all over the world and a really positive light and building each other up and rising together. And, um, I think that was different than what I saw a lot in, in all the industries that I had been in. And so that was, that was a big deal to me. And from there, we just, of course, strategy, we brought strategy in and became intentional about what we were doing inside the Facebook group. But yeah, it allowed me to go from one-on-one consulting to where I am now. So, and that's, I wanted to ask you too, specifically about, um, what year was this, that this Facebook group started? So I believe we started it in two the end of 2013. Okay. And so around that time, did you feel like you had not really found a group on Facebook that brought about the resources and the encouragement and the actionable, actionable tools that your community started doing? And so it was really like you might've inadvertently created something that you might've needed. I don't know. And then what the community needed. And so that- that intention is what allowed this really organic growth. 
Yes, absolutely. I needed it just as much as everyone was joining it needed it. And I had been, so actually I think it was 2014 because that's when I sold my other business. Um, my business partner and I sold the business. And, um, in 2013, I'd taken Marie Forleo's B-School, which I feel like so many people have come into my life because it's of like that. the OG, so, like, yes. I just, yes, it's everything. So, um, that, seeing that camaraderie and what was at that time, um, she had a really big Facebook group. Right. It led into like, it got so big and she wasn't really in it that I think it kind of lost its, mm. the goodness in it. Mm -hmm. And it became really uh, promotional. Everyone was just like selling to each other in the group. Yeah, <laughs> It just didn't work anymore. And so I learned from that though. And a lot of people that I met in that group were starting their own Facebook groups. And so we kind of work together and we're like, okay, what's working for you? What's, you know, what's working for you. And we would kind of go off of each other and share and build our Facebook groups, not off of, off of each other's Facebook groups, but off of what we felt like was working for us. And so through the next, you know, the past three years, a lot of things have changed in Facebook groups since we started them. Um, they've become very, very popular in, in, in the online business world. But I think the beauty of it is, is that there's so much potential for outside of that world, uh, just bringing people together. And, um, there's, there's great things for the host of the group. There's great things for the members of the group. So, I mean, I'll talk to you about ways, if you're a host, what you can do to make it help your business. If you are a member, what you can do to really help your business as well yeah. using the Facebook groups. And that was kind of the next thing I wanted to ask you. The, the first question was, if, if no one's ever been to this Facebook group, what would they yes. expect to find? How could they, you know, collaborate and engage and be more a part of a community? And then, yes, if they wanted to then go and create their own, what would that look like as a host versus what that looks like as a member? Yeah. So when I started, I just brought people in. I had, I really had no strategy. I had always been a part of a community throughout my entire life. I'm, I'm from a big family. My dad's one of 11. So I just grew up with like a huge family every Sunday we got together. And so that's all I knew. And then when I went to college and when I was in high school, the same way, when I was in college, the same way I was in a sorority. So I was just groups of people and, you me know, too, I was friends. It was like the athletes and everyone yeah. was, I was friends with everyone. And then when I went to law school, the same thing, I was like president of the women's organization. And I just wanted to bring all these people together. And so when I started the Facebook group, it was just out of that. Like you said before, it was out of necessity for me, just as much as I thought it was going to be great for others as well. But so back then it was just like inviting people in that you knew. And then again, it organically happened. Now I think it's different. And now the way I do it is different. So at the beginning, I wasn't thinking about growing a business or how was I going to get these people to actually buy from me? I thought nothing about that. So if you're starting now, I would say you have a strategy behind it, have an intention behind it. And so let's just start from if you're starting a Facebook group. So if you're starting a Facebook group, you want to think about what is your purpose? What is your mission? Um, you want to think about who are the type of people that you want to be in there? How are you going to attract them? And you want it to lead into your business to people buying from you eventually at some point. Um, having friends is great. Building relationships is awesome. But as you grow as the host, it also eats up a lot of your time if you're not careful. And so you have to be really intentional about what you're doing with it and how you're going to scale it, how you're going to grow it. So for me, I really didn't think about it at the beginning, but when we got to say 3000 people, I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't. I mean, the Facebook was really engaged. So people go in, they post something, they would say, Hey, I'm new here. Everyone, everyone was, and that's because that's how I was. Right. So everyone was engaging because that's how I was with everyone. And so if you're the host, you have to set kind of, you know, the standard of how you want your members to act in the group as well. And so I was really active, but that then took up a lot of my time. And so what I did is I brought on, I really paid attention to what was happening in other kind of parts, not personally my industry, but I, I always pay attention to what's happening with products and how we can work that in with like the service-based industry. And so I saw um, a lot of product gals having ambassadors for their products. 
And so I was like, it was actually the person that I took it from. And I was really, uh, I thought it was so amazing what she was doing was Susan Peterson with freshly picked moccasins. She's been on shark tank. She's amazing. I think she's like, so awesome. She's amazing. Such amazing things, um, with her business. And she had brand ambassadors and I was like, Oh my gosh, why can't I do that for my own business, but do it for the Facebook group. So these gals that are in the, I, so what I did is, and this is what people's products do. They see who's really using their product, who's cheering about it, who's loving it. And then you reach out to them and say, Hey, I know that you, I see you because people want to be seen and heard. Right. And so I was like, I see what you're doing. I see how active you are in this group. I love it. Would you love, to, would you like to be a savvy ambassador? Um, cause the Facebook group is savvy business owners. And so I had four or five, five gals from different parts of the country and the world. I had uh, a gal that was in Germany as well. And so it worked because they were all different time zones. So they could all come in and interact at different times. They all had different backgrounds. So I was very um, specific. Um, They were all from different, you know, parts of like, some of them were younger, some of them were older. Um, you know, how they grew up was different. I really paid attention to the people that I chose, but it was, it was based on the, how active they were in the group. And so that allowed everyone to really feel like a part of this bigger thing. And it wasn't just about me. It was about this community. And what I did at first is I assigned them weeks and I didn't pay them. It was really just out of the kindness of their heart. Now I would you would go back and ask these all gal, all the gals that were the ambassadors. And I think they would tell you that it grew their business tremendously by being an ambassador because they came the face. I was like the leader and they were, you know, like the ambassadors. And so they became a big part of the Facebook group. So it allowed them to grow as I was growing, which is which is what I love. I love doing. I think that as I rise, I want people to rise with me. Well, and I think too, that's so brilliant and genius, genius because it makes the community part of the growth and the success of the savvy community. And so they feel like their investment is, is accountable as well. And so, you know, if, if, if the business, if the community grows and they grow, Yes. You know, so I think yeah. that that, you know, having having those ambassadors and, and that sort of stuff is is a direct correlation to that because they feel invested in it. And then yes. were there any kind of so they were kind of incentivized, I guess, by the exposure that they got, the exposure their business got, the well, exposure that their brand got. I so was a speak. business coach. Yes. And I was a business coach. So what I did, how I rewarded them was every month we got together um, and had like two, an hour, hour and a half. And I would help them and coach Mm -hmm. them in their business. So Mm -hmm. I gave back to them just as much as they gave back to me. And so you gave your time. Yes. And I set up my team and I will, at that time, we didn't really have a, a big team, but my, me and my assistant set up the guidelines of how they would operate within the group. So each of them were assigned uh, a week and then each week had daily prompts in the Facebook group and they, um, you know, people now I see a lot of people doing where they just do the prompts in the Facebook group, but it's the same prompt every single week. And it's like, you know, five days in a row. And it's the same thing every week. Well, that gets monotonous and people do not like that. So what happened with these ambassadors is they were able to take the topic and come up with their own questions based around Mm. that. And because it's not me again all the time, they know I'm on the, you know, they know I'm the leader, but it was these gals really getting in and able to answer people's questions. And there was a lot of engagement. And as a business owner, it didn't take all of my time because I was allowed to be able to do other stuff while they were going in. And then I took a week as well. So I came in on the, you know, the sixth week and I did my week. And so I was in it just as much as they were. And I did go in the Facebook group and I was still, um, you know, engaging all the time with people. I think that changes as you grow. And we can talk about that. As I grew the Facebook group, we had to change things and how we did it. And so I don't have the ambassadors now, but I will tell you the moment that I did that, it changed everything. Uh, it grew tremendously. So well, I a, would say it's an it amazing was like, tip for that. leveraging, yeah. you know, yes. it's great. Yeah. And, and it's, 
I just think that that's genius and that's not anything that we've talked about yet on this podcast. So I'm so excited that you just brought that up and that you just shared all of that amazing wisdom. I'm like sitting here taking notes. (laughs) Well, and the cool thing was, is that then everyone in the group started calling themselves savvies. So if you say savvy, people just know me, they knew the ambassadors, they knew what it was. And I didn't create that. They created that for themselves, which is like the coolest thing. Right. You don't even have to do, you don't have to do that. They, they've created this whole community and a name for themselves. So that was really awesome to see that it is. And I, and I loved how you, you kind of showed that the the shift and really kind of the scaling in the time, because I feel like that, you know, and and time is something that I want to, I want to dive into with you Mm because we're, you know, we're getting up on the new year and I really want to think kind of bigger picture of how we can really balance our time and and most importantly, making sure that we are effectively putting our energy towards the things that are getting us to that next level. And so I know that you kind of mentioned a little bit about how you went from the shift from the one-on-one consulting to scaling the business to reach a larger audience. And Mm -hmm. then you gave great examples of how you used to, you know, how you kind of shifted that out to reach a larger audience with the Facebook group as well. But I would love to know how you know, the, how you kind of handle shifts to make sure that you are really scaling your time to use it as effectively and as efficiently as possible to get you to that next level of growth. Because a lot of listeners that I have on this podcast, they always feel so run down because they're like, I can't keep up because I'm a one woman show. This is my, my, you know, some of a lot of people, it's still their side hustle, right? They're trying to grow. They don't have a team and they Mm -hmm. just feel so weighed down. And so if you, I would love to know what your insights or wisdom is just from what you've learned and what you share on how to readjust and reframe. Yeah. My friends, as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale, This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. First of all, I'm raising my hand, even though you can't see it, know that I am because I was that girl too. Even though I had this whole other business, I knew how to run a business. I had all this, you know, I was a business major. I went to law school, but starting this business was 
like starting over again for me. It was a whole new world. I didn't know what an online business, I didn't know what, I didn't, I didn't know that was possible. And so when I started this, I was in that same spot. I had no team. It was just myself. I was thinking, how am I going to do all of these things that we're, we're supposed to do? For me, it was again, being intentional, intentional about how much time I wanted to spend in my business and how much time I knew I wanted to spend out of it with my family. And so I think, you know, we can, I love business and I love talking about it, but what I didn't want to get into again, because this is what I did in my first business was that I was so consumed with my business that my family became second. And I said, I will never, ever, ever let that happen again. And so whether, you know, I had one, I had my daughter. And then when I was starting this business, I had just had my son. And that was important to me because when I was, when I had my daughter, I had no time. I went back to doing weddings like the next weekend on pain medicine. And like, it was crazy. So I was like, never again, am I doing that? And, and so when I went into this business, I was like, that is, I'm going to be intentional about everything I do and how I spend my time. But again, I'm starting all over again. So there is time you have to put into it. You know, it just doesn't automatically take off, even if you've had another business before. So what I did with this Facebook group in particular was that I listened to what people were saying. So I listened to the questions that they were asking, the problems that they were having. And I would say, oh, I I can help them with that. And when I was doing my one-on-one coaching, I kept having the same questions being asked. And I think this is relevant to whether you're a blogger, to whatever industry you're in, pay attention, listen more than you talk, because if you listen to what your customers or your clients are saying, you'll hear those same things repeating over and over again. If you can bundle that and somehow you can leverage that and scale your business because now you can do it to a group of people because you know that let's say for instance, you're a blogger and you have, you know, you, you, you get comments all the time on the same stuff, the same stuff. Well, maybe that means that you should work with a certain brand because that's what everybody's wanting from you. Or maybe that means that for me, it was okay. Everyone is having problems, whether they've been in business for one year, two years, five years, and this is what we'll get into with the Savvy Business Roadmap that I have now, I saw these six key checkpoints that everyone was struggling with. And if they didn't have, if, if they didn't have these foundational things, they were, their business were starting to crumble. Or if they didn't have these foundation, if they weren't setting up these foundational things in their first few years, they were all over the place. And so I was able to go, okay, these six kind of, checkpoints are the things that I'm going to help people with. And I'm, and then that's when I went into group coaching, I had done so much coaching with one-on-one and I said, I'm going to bring this actually before that I did a course and everyone that I worked with when I was coaching them, they did not have very good systems within their business. So they were, let's say blogging. They did not have Like they did not have it set up step one, step two, step three, because when you, when you start a business, you think, or you're doing it all yourself, but the goal is that you are not the person that's doing it all yourself in the future. If you want to scale, you can't do it all, all the time and continue to do that. Or you will not be successful with scaling your business. You'll stay, you'll just be stuck. And so I took those things and I said, okay, let me help more people. So I created a course called Streamline with Systems. And I <laughs> now I'm thinking back, like, I didn't know what I was doing. But the cool thing was, is that I paid attention to what people were saying. I knew that people needed help with this. And I sold a course in two weeks and made $30,000, having Amazing. never done a course in my life, didn't know anything about it. And so I want to, I want to tell people that because it's doable. I had no knowledge of the online business world at all. And I just kept putting my, you know, I just was really intentional and said, okay, this is going to be my next step. And 
And then from there, we moved on to the group coaching and to the bigger programs and now the master or the, the memberships. And then we have masterminds inside of those. So just, and I just continue to listen as we kind of scale the business and yeah. that's how I was able to scale. Well, and I think that that is so genius again, because what you're saying is that you, you listen more than you talked. And I think even more, you know, something to kind of add on to that is that there's a lot of people that may be listening to this that say, you know, okay, I get that. I want to listen more than I talk, but I don't even get engagement. I don't even get a lot of Mm -hmm. comments. And so my response to them, and I'm wondering what your response would be, well, then you're not, you're, you're, you're not listening in, in the, you're not listening as intentionally as you should. You may should try some different things out. You may, you know, you, there, there's other things that may need to take place in order for you to start getting the responses that you need in order to collect the data to figure out what you need to do next. Right. And usually that comes back to, and a really like the, the foundational level is if you're not getting engagement, it's because your messaging is there's, there's something wrong with your messaging. So what you're saying, you think people are hearing, but that's not what they're hearing. It's not making sense to them. So, and that's one of the first road, the first checkpoint for our roadmap is knowing your mission, knowing your vision and knowing your core values. If you don't know those for yourself, it's really hard to talk about the stuff you're selling or whether it be products or services or whatever, because you don't know the reasoning behind why you're doing it or what your values are, what your core, what's at the core of your business. And if you don't know that, then it's really hard to talk about, you know, sell it at all because then it just becomes, what are, what are you selling? What are you doing? And it's hard for people to connect to it because they can't, they can't see themselves in that. They can't, there's no relatability to them. That's going to compel them to want to engage or compel them to follow you or compel them to buy your course. Right. And let's be honest. I mean, it's hard work. You can't just step in and think it's all going to come to you right away. Like I did the work. I connected, I build relationships. I would, I would, um, follow people and I would see like who the, you know, who, what did they love? What did they love to drink? What did they, what were their pets? What were their families? What was really important to them? And that gave me something to talk about and have that uh, conversation with them. And I was really engaging with people. If you don't do that, if you don't take the time to be interested in people, people are not going to be interested in you. And people just, I think we want to take the easy route and you can't do that. You're going to have to dedicate time to not only knowing about yourself and what you want for your business and what your mission and vision and core values are, but also how you want to help people and how you're going to help them. And you have to go out there and make a statement for yourself and say, this is how I can help you. But you can't just jump to that. That's, you know, we've said this before. I say this to people all the time. You can't jump from dating to marriage. You, you know, you, you got it. You got to go in and build the relationship and take the time before you jump in and say, Hey, I can help you. Let me sell you. Well, I love all of that. And it kind of leads me to what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I loved what you said. Um, you had told me earlier before we popped on that you have to build a foundational business, not just an influence. And I love, yes. I love the way that you worded that because it really is. I think a, a lot of times people just feel like it's about, you know, showing up and looking, you know, just being on mm-hmm. social media, but it's, mm-hmm. it's so much more, I mean, you can do that, but yes. if you really want to build a long-term business, you have to have some of those foundational core elements. And I'm so excited that you're going to be offering our listeners today, your free roadmap. And so they're going to be able to find that. Um, and of course we'll, we'll talk about that at the end too, but I wanted to make sure that you guys heard that and, and didn't miss that, that she's going to be offering this. Um, and it is, um, six, it's six, it's six steps, six right? Checkpoints. Six yes. checkpoints. Yes. So think of it as like, you're going on a, tra- you're traveling somewhere and you have your roadmap, you have, you know, old school maps. <laughs> now we have Google maps. We don't need those, but, um, and it, it, along the way there's checkpoints. So it's like, you're stopping to get gas and you need to fill up. These are the checkpoints that you have along the way. And it's also talks about, it kind of works in how, um, so at the beginning you, it's the heart of your business. You have to start with the heart of your business. And then, you know, we have to talk about 
things, you know, along, we'll go through all of them, but we have to th- talk about the systems you're using is your, ba- you know, is your brand, how are you presenting your brand? That's step number two, three is systems. Four is a knowing, um, all about money, knowing your pricing, that kind of stuff. Um, we also have, let's see the fifth, uh, this last one is building your team. And I always forget one, but there's six of them. And it really, no matter where you are in your business, um, these are important because like you said, having an influence is great, but is that going to sustain you? Because people come and people go. And so you can't just be the 15 minutes of fame person because that's not sustainable. And so what are you going to do? How are you going to build this? How are you going to use what you've been given, the platform, whatever that is, to remain profitable or become profitable and sustainable? Because sustainability comes with scaling. You want to be able to scale this. You want to actually have a business that can last. And, you know, a lot of people say, or they're one of the things people always, I always talk to business owners about is that year five is like the big year of, can you make it to year five? And I think that you have to have these checkpoints in place and make sure you really have that foundation in order to make it to year five and beyond and continually being better, getting better, making more money, scaling, making a bigger impact. All those things happen if you have that foundation. But if you don't, everything starts to crumble and overwhelm sets in and then you can't build. It makes so much sense. Um, And I'm so excited to dive into this roadmap myself. And I want to thank you again for sharing it with our audience today. I know that they're going to be just as excited. Um, So I want to talk about kind of um, insider tips, if you will. I know that I had asked you this prior to getting on and you had talked about the importance of kind of getting back to basics, engaging with people, really caring for your clients. And you've given some great examples so far in this conversation on, you know, how to really kind of focus down on providing amazing experience. So now that we're really looking into 2018 and really thinking, you know, mm-hmm. what are some of these short-term steps that we need to do to, to get to the long-term goals? Can you give us examples yeah. of kind of each of those that you had mentioned to me and how we can do this in a way that is really going to be unique and refreshing for our brand and for our business in 2018. Are there new ideas that you can share when it comes to getting back to the foundation, engaging with people, building those relationships, caring for the clients and really focusing on the experience and the content? Yeah. I mean, it is foundational. So people want, what's the new and trendy thing? Really? It's, it's the old school, like it, they, it works. It works because it works. And so, but I will give you some tips on how you can use specifically social media um, right now to engage more, to build relationships, um, your blog, make sure you're responding. I mean, little things that make all the difference. Make sure you're responding to blog comments, like as many as you can. If you get thousands and thousands, maybe you can't respond to anyone. If you do get that many and you can't respond, maybe it's time to hire someone to help you with that because these people take time to comment on your blog. The second thing would be, let's talk about Facebook's Facebook groups really quick or Facebook in general. Again, people are taking the time to comment and respond. You need to be responding to them and engaging with them. And, um, in the Facebook group, a really easy way to do it is be really intentional about what Facebook groups you're a part of and go in into them and see how you can serve other people in there. Because what will happen from that is that you're helping someone, but you're probably going to end up getting business from it too, because you went in, you helped them, you show them how you can help them. And then they're like, Oh wow, this person was really giving and very helpful for me. I want to check them out. And so then they're going to your Facebook page, um, and checking out what your business is, which leads them to your website. All of those things are important with Instagram. I think the DM is so underutilized. Yes. So, I'm like sitting here, like, like giving her the prayer hands. I'm like, yes, it, and I'll just go in sometimes and I will actually DM people, but I will, I will video. And cause what, when they do yes. Instagram stories, which I love them all about Instagram stories and how we can make those better. Um, and I will go in and respond with a video to people you know, saying congratulations or my gosh, me too. Or I'll, you know, DM them with a message 
that's, I mean, that's how we started our relationship. I mean, and the beauty of that is it's that it's real, that you really do care. Like if you're, if you don't really care about people, then you know, that, that, that will, that will not last. It will not be sustainable. You have to actually have that intention to go in and engage and build these relationships and take it offline after you meet people online, I think. Um, but I think that those, I I don't think it's as hard as we make it right. It's, it's, it's just like making people feel like you do with your girlfriends or, you know, your friends, you want them to feel special. You want your clients and your customers or people, your followers that will become your clients or customers to feel that way too. Now we can't be everything to everyone, but I think there's a lot to be said for taking the effort to do those things. I know me personally, that's how I still get a lot of business. It's just from me engaging with people. I think when people are in business for a while, they don't think that they have to do that anymore. It's like they're coasting now. Right. And those are the businesses that you see that aren't, don't start doing as well because they started coasting. And there's ways, you know, we've talked about, you know, I've built a team. I didn't have anybody at the beginning, but scaling my business has allowed me to bring on other team members now I have about 16 members that I get to now do just what I love to do. And they take care of all the other stuff, but it didn't start out that way. And the only reason I was able to do that is because I really thought intentionally about how I wanted to scale my business, that I was able to make more money, able to, you know, sell things at more of a premium price. Right. And, and I was able to impact more people, which then got the word out to more people. And it just kind of starts connecting all the dots start connecting. Um, and then again, the six, the six checkpoints, you kind of just have to go back through that. You can't, you can't just say you do that at the beginning of your business and then never go back. Because for me, my why has changed, you know, um, we're going to get into this, but this year has been a really difficult year for me. And so I had to really think about why am I doing this and why is this important to me and how do I want to give back? And all these other things that, you know, maybe I didn't think about when I first started my business. So, yeah. And that, you know, speaking into that, you, you you gave a a great kind of segue into what I wanted to talk about with you that I know, um, you know, you've kind of had two kind of, I call them bathroom, bathroom floor moments Yes. (laughs) when you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. now at the bottom, now I'm going to work my way back up. Um, but I know that your dad passed away during your third year of law school and he was 44 years old. Yes. Yeah. Just uh, crazy. And then of course, um, you know, your daughter just had a recent cancer diagnosis at the age of 10. So I'm sure that you have a lot to say about perspective and gratitude (laughs) and experiences and really how these huge moments in your life have really impacted you. And I would love, um, if you could, and just thank you so much for being so open and vulnerable to speak about these things, but really, um, to kind of share with us how challenges and loss and moments like this that are, you know, really serious moments in life propel you to still have this zest for life and to look at it at a way that is a different perspective and to kind of go inward um, and find that gratitude and that peace within. Yeah. So now my motto or family motto is uh, positive attitude, grateful hearts. And uh, that's really what's carried us through this last year. But I think as crazy as it is, when my father passed away, it kind of set the stage to make this a little, this, my daughter's cancer diagnosis a little bit easier. I wouldn't say it's easy. It's been a really, really hard year. But when I was 20, see, I was 22. I was in my last year of law school. It was the year right before, or it was a month. My dad passed away. And then September 11th happened the next month. It was the craziest year up until this past year. And it's one of those moments where you say, okay, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to move on or you crumble. And I would say that the, you know, the beauty of or the, the where the gratitude comes in is that I had support, I had family. I, again, I come from a big family. Um, I've always, you know, gathered people around me and lifted them up. And, and by lifting them up, when I've had these moments, they've lifted me up and kind of carried me. Um, that's really happened this past year. And it's crazy because, again, it's 
you know, we think these things like starting a Facebook group, like, what does that really mean? But these women in this Facebook group have carried me through this year. I get messages every day. I, you know, people, we still continually get things sent to London and it's people that have never met her. They've never met me in person. A lot of them, they just genuinely care. And I think that's because I cared for my people. I carried them when they need to be carried at the beginning of starting their business and, you know, got personal about when they had struggles in their life. And so, when my dad passed away, it really set the stage for that. Um, and it was the hardest thing. Although I will tell you, it changed my life in a good way too. I was thought I was going to own a law firm and I was going to go on and be like the best darn lawyer, you know? And I realized at that moment, I remember that day going back to law school and thinking, I can't do this. Like, I love the education of it and I would never take that away. And I did try it out for a year just to try it, to say that I did it, but it was not me. I knew that that wasn't going to be where I wanted to be. I I was working when I did work in law, I I was working 60 to 70 hours and I wanted a family that was super important to me. And I just knew then that I had to make a change. And so I drastically made a change and quit my job and had no money and no nothing and just said, okay, I'm going to make it happen. But I think I'm able to do that because I have, I have really supportive people in my life. And so I get it. Not everyone is always at that place when you have those like cry on the floor moments. And so I'm grateful that I had people there for me that were able to carry me during that time. And then the last year too. But I think that, you know, if you're not that, because it is hard and it doesn't go away, the pain doesn't go away. It doesn't really get easier per se. It's always there. Um, I recently, I had never really dealt with my dad's death and my business, I think allowed me to just not think about it as much. And I was just go, 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 go all the time. And last year, finally, I would cry all the time that you would mention him and I would instantly cry. And I was like, there's something wrong with this. Why am I still having this moment? Why? This is like 15 years later. Why am I still crying every time someone even mentions his name? And so I dealt with it. I really thought, cause I saw in my business how everything I was doing in my business was tied to that moment. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of therapy sessions I had to go through. I'm like, why is this happening? Oh, because I'm relating it back to this. And it was always related back to my dad's death. And so I worked through that. It took a whole year to really work through that. And that changed my perspective on that. I can, and, and, and it helps now too, that I can feel that grief but I can also feel that joy in in life at the same time. And in business, honestly, my business has been a good distraction from my, my daughter's cancer diagnosis because I'm with her all the time. My husband and I switch on every other, off and on every other night. She's in the hospital a lot. And, um, we have to find ways to get through. And for me, my business, people said, how do you even have your business? Like, how are you able to even do that and remain positive? And for me, it's my business has allowed me to have a distraction and bring joy to my life um, while I'm dealing with the grief. Um, because even though, you know, she's, she's doing well, we've, we're beating the cancer. So that's really awesome. But there's a lot of grief you go through. There's, there's those stages you go through of anger and all that stuff, right? It still happens. My business has allowed me to kind of be a place where I can go to, um, when I'm feeling those things to bring me joy. And then I think just knowing our core, you know, my core values and my family is the most important to me. So at the end of the day, my family comes first, my chems come first, my husband comes first. Um, and I'll do whatever I have to do to make that happen. I will not allow my business to take over anymore because that's not healthy. (laughs) And, um, but it did. I mean, I will say there are in past years, my business definitely was at the forefront. And my husband, I remember one day came in and said, we got to talk because you're working nonstop. Like when is there going to be time for me? You know? And I, and it, and it killed me. And I said, okay, from that moment on, I'm never going to allow it to happen again. Well, and I loved what you said, how you were like, everything that was tied to my business, whether it was good, bad, or ugly related back to the moment of my father passing and, and, and really 
it related back to this moment that I hadn't, I hadn't really gotten to the other side. Of right. That. Right. Uh, no, of course you're never going to get over that. You're never going to, no. you know, but you had not really dealt with that. And I think that that also goes back to what you were talking about in the beginning about the foundation. Mm-hmm. What is at the core? You know, what are your core values? What are your, what's your, you know, whether it's your guilt or your shame or your judgments or your happiness or your beauty, what is that at the core that Mm -hmm. is really going to move your energy and your, and your essence and your humanity forward? Yeah. And it's so interesting to me how God, you know, I say God, some people say the, you know, whatever you want to say, but it's so interesting to me how God will sometimes put us in these moments of saying like, no, I'm not going to allow your business to move forward anymore until you deal with this shit. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, absolutely. I see it whenever I start to have moments of plateau or flatlining, or if I see it within myself or my family or my friends, I always go back to that place of like energetically, at the core, spiritually, I feel like yeah. all of that is a spiritual condition and there's yeah. something going on at the root and at the core that needs to be resolved. And the second yes. that you res- resolve that and really make the shift, the whole entire world opens. Yes. Yes. And so, and so the crazy thing, yeah, the crazy thing is though, for me is like, I figured that out and I was like, okay, I got this. And then the next year, <laughs> My daughter got diagnosed with cancer. It <laughs> yeah. was like, world, what, why? What is like, it? You opened up and dumped a whole bunch of rain on me again. Well, I think that um, that just means you are, you are a vessel for some really, really big things, sister. So. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, you know, I think what it allows me to do, I, you know, and I, I turned 40 this year. So that's also been very, um, it's had a great impact actually of just, I know what matters in life. I really do. I know it's the people, it's not the things. Um, I, you know, and I've always kind of known that because I've just dealt with so many of those tragedy tragedies in my life when I was younger. And I think now though, I'm able to see that, I got to a point where I was like, okay, business is taking over and okay, I'm going to put family first, but now I can see how my business and how my values and what I believe in and what I want to do in the world and the impact I want to make and the people I want to help that all fits within my bigger being. And, um, my business is able, just allows me, is a platform to allow me to do those things. And so this year, you know, for me, I really, really want to bring more awareness to pediatric cancer. I don't think there's enough awareness. Only 4% of our federal funding for cancer goes to pediatric cancer. It's crazy to me. Um, You know, I see this, you get in the world and then you can't get out of it because it's just, it just starts multiplying. You see all these kids and it's so sad. And again, my, my daughter has been doing really well. We've had such a hard year, but her strength has allowed me to be, make sure that I'm strong for her. But just seeing what she's gone through has helped me in my business because I know no matter what I've got this, like it might not be what I think it's supposed to be right now. And I, and I've talked to this about other, talked to other people about this too. You know, we get to a place and I I have a feeling that a lot of you listening probably have felt this. If you don't feel this right now, why am I not at the place I want to be? And I feel like as as an entrepreneur, I was struggling with that because I always felt that I was always yearning for more. And one day my sister said to me, it was actually when I was selling my first business because I was like, why am I at this place? Like, I just, I know what I'm meant to do and I can't get there fast enough. And I don't know how to get there. And she said, Heather, all the, all the things that you've done have connected the dots. One thing led to another that led you to this person that led you to this thing. All those things needed to happen in order for you to get where you are. You might not think that you got there fast enough, but this is your path and you continue to choose and you're, and you're choosing in a really amazing way and you're honing in on what it is that's really important for you. And so if you're at that point and you're going, why am I not there yet? Why, why can't I get there? Why am I not where I think I'm supposed to be? Know that if you just keep being intentional and thoughtful and thinking, going back to what your values are and how your business can just be a a platform to raise, you know, allow those things to happen and really 
illuminate those core values that you have, it will all come together. Uh, I know it's hard. You don't want to wait for it. Everybody wants everything like right now, right? But it will happen if you continue to do things with heart. Mm -hmm. And that's what I always say. Use your smarts and your heart. If you go back to your heart and you use what you know and know that what you know, not everyone knows that. There's the, that's a gift. That's a gift that you have. And if you're able to take that gift and really put the heart behind it, that's when magical things start to happen within your business. And you just gave me an aha moment that I have to, like when you were saying that, I just, something just popped up too. Cause I think a lot of times when we get in that space of like, why am I not getting there fast enough? Well, I know I'm not, I know what I'm supposed to be doing and I can't get there. And I think another side of that can also be with the comparison. How is oh. this person getting there? And I haven't gotten there yet. But <laughs> oh, yes. what you just gave me this aha moment. I'm like, maybe these other people have to get there faster than me so they can help me get there. Yeah. You know, maybe she's supposed to get there before me because then I'm going to learn what I need to learn from her to get where I need to go. Yeah. And I think, you know, I see it also too, because now I feel like I've done a lot of things. I've done the courses. I've done different businesses. I've had a business partner. I, you know, I have the membership site. I we've during masterminds, we've, we've up leveled our business. I have the team, but does that mean that I'm like, this is where I want to be? Yeah. But I want more. Like we all want more. We all want to do more and better. And, um, and that's okay. I think that's, that's amazing. Um, when you want that, but I think that you also have to let it be for a little bit and celebrate where you've started and where you're at now. Because if you go back and see all those kind of, you know, if you're an achievement person where you like, you like to get a badge along the way, look at all the badges that you've received. Because I think when you do that, you go, oh, wow, look at all the people that you've touched. Um, you know, those are the magical moments. I think a lot of times we get so caught up in the numbers, whether it be the following, whether it be, you know, I want to make six figures, whatever that is that's great. And that's all, that's all fabulous, but that isn't going to be there when you leave. What is your legacy? What are you leaving behind to help the people? What are you doing to rise and allow those people to rise with you? Um, that can change them because that's, that's the legacy, right? That's how you're making an impact on the world. It's not the six figures. It's not, those are all great. Cause those can all give you the ability to make a bigger impact. So I don't don't, I don't think that there's, um, you know, that that's not important. I think there is an important level of importance to that stuff because when you make more money, you're able to give back more and do more right. things for other people, right. right? If you don't have the money, you can't, you can't do, do that. Really. Right. You can give your time, but that only, you know, then we run out of time. And so I think that's important, but I think that if you go back to what's super important, it's building relationships who are the people that are going to remember you and not because of you, because of your ego, because that's that, who cares about that? Right. We don't, we don't need to be people telling us how amazing we are, but what, how are you making that impact to make them a greater person? Yeah. That feeling that you get from that. Sometimes for me, I have to check myself cause I'm like, I want them to succeed so much, but I'm like, what? Is, oh, that's because I want to feel good about it. Like I want, <laughs> I need them to feel good. Not me. Like, right. Why do I feel good about that? Right. Yeah. Again, it just goes back to that foundation of why you do what you do. And um, I think knowing that bigger purpose, I, I love the book. If you've never read it, um, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. It's like my favorite book ever because he really goes into why did you start your business? And if you're, if the, 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 the surface level stuff is because I want to make six figures or I want to have a following or I want to be famous or all these things that really don't matter. That's not sustainable. Again, it all ties into each other. And so, yeah, I think that you have to know what is that bigger purpose and that can change for me. You know, it's changed now. My big purpose is like pediatric cancer. I'm going to kick your butt. Like I'm coming after you and I'm going to do whatever I can with the money that I make from my business to help people, not only help my daughter and help our family and, you know, help bring awareness, but br- help other people that are helping in that nature as well. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love all of that. Thank you for just 
so much good, just feel good and insight and perspective for this new year. I appreciate that so much. Um, and as we go into this new year, what, tell us kind of what we can expect coming from, from you and from your business. And I mean, obviously you've got a lot on your plate right now, yeah. but what are you most excited about for 2018 and, and how can we support that? Yeah. So I have a couple of things. So as far as services and products that I do, um, we have the savvy community, which is actually a membership site experience and it's $39 a month. It's for female entrepreneurs. You join, you get training guest experts. And then we just started where we have masterminds. We have 10 mastermind, uh, groups of 10 and we'll be expanding those, but I have leaders. Again, I kind of did the same thing as when I did the ambassadors in the Facebook group. I now have leaders within my membership experience that lead masterminds. And then I jump in and see where we need help and all that kind of stuff. So we, I have that Then I have, we uh, just launched this past few months, a few months ago, the savvy accelerator, uh, what I was finding, I did group coaching. So I, we didn't kind of talk about this, but I moved from one-on-one to, um, courses to group coaching. And I, I had a a group coaching program called the Savvy Business Circle, and it was 20 women, and I worked with them for six months each, and I really dug in deep, and we did those six checkpoints again. We went through that. Every month was another checkpoint, and um, through that, I learned so much, but what I found was, and why we made a change, I now have the service called the Savvy Accelerator because people were going through this. You had to be about three-plus years um, because I think there's, that's a crucial time in people's businesses at three years, you've got all the things kind of down, you start to make money, you start to really get going, but then it's like, Oh crap. Now what, you know, and that's when people start forgetting that they need systems and all this other stuff and how are they going to build their team and how are they going to scale? And so with the program, I was seeing that, but when they were leaving the program, it was like, okay, that's great. You taught us all this. We know how to do this, but we're still one person. Like, how are we supposed to do this? And so the savvy accelerator actually utilizes my team. It's one of the things that I wouldn't be able to have my business now without, um, have a business manager, brand manager, a lot of people on my team. It's a small team, but a, a pretty big team for, you know, for what I do. And, um, that has allowed me to use, utilize my team and go, okay, now you get me as your mentor and I get to really dig in deep and I'm strategy. I love strategy. So we dig into the strategy of your business and figure that out. And then my team goes to work for you. And so it's a 10 week accelerator. So it's like quick. And because we have our processes down so well, and I bit in my business, it's really easy to implement those for people. And then what we'll be working on for Next year is we will be rolling that into a, an agency is my goal, a savvy agency. So we'll have people, not just my team, because my team can only do so much, um, having people come in as part of the agency, whether you're a virtual assistant, social media manager, whatever it is, you apply to be part of like the savvy agency. And then um, you will ha- you will come in and apply as a, also a people that need a person that needs to hire people. And you know that they've kind of, they've not kind of, they have been, um, made sure that, you know, they know what they're doing. They're savvy. Right. right. They're filled so and everything. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what we're doing. And then hopefully writing a book. I, my goal was to write a book this year. I have a couple, I have lots of ideas of books in mind. I want to do a business book. I also want to do kind of a book, a personal journey of what this last year has been um, like. And as a mom, be able to utilize that and share with people how, you know, that her going through uh, a cancer diagnosis, whether it be your child or your sibling or parent, um, kind of how, how to field, (laughs) how to go through life when that happens. Um, and I think it was something that I didn't know anything about and I've had people with uh, cancer, my family, but when it became so personal of my daughter, I just wasn't ready for it and it rocked our world. Um, and so I want to be able to give people a, a place not, not, uh, like all the technical details, but the emotional journey that you go through and, and, you know, people say, well, how are you so grateful and how are you positive? And I think that's, it's 
there's something to say. And I think there's ways that I was able to do that. And so I want to share that with people on how I was able to stay positive. It's and, like your roadmap to gratitude. Yeah, it is really. Yeah. It's like, you know, the positive attitudes, grateful hearts. Um, and that nobody take that because that might be the name of my it's book. Hers. Don't but, take it. <laughs> but yeah, that that's kind of what I have going on for the next year and continuing with the membership and the accelerator as well. Awesome. Well, Heather, where can everyone find you and all the savvies on social and via websites? Yes. So my website, my personal website, which because I have all these new things coming up, will be changing a little bit, but it's at heathercrabtree.com. That's how I started. And we're kind of getting back to that as my parent brand. And then the community, the sisterhood, you can find at the savvycommunity.com. And if you go there, you can actually join the, there's a, a tab at the top that you can join the free Facebook group. Um, we'll be talking about the roadmap and how you can get that. And then, yeah, it's all there. So it's either heathercrabtree.com or the savvy um, I'm really active in the Facebook group, but Instagram is my jam. So my personal one is Heather underscore Crabtree because there's a Heather Crabtree that took Heather Crabtree and she doesn't use it. So Don't you just love anyone, that? if anyone can take that and give it to me, that would be great. <laughs> um, and then we have the, the savvy community Instagram as well. Awesome. Well, if you are listening today and you want to dive deeper into this conversation, I would love for you to check out the show notes of this episode where I lay out some of the most important takeaways from this conversation, as well as the free roadmap that Heather is giving us. And so you can find all of that at theinfluencerpodcast.com. And if you want to up-level your influence even more, come on over to juliesalmon.net where you'll get instant access to great tools and kind of new year refreshing ideas that we're doing to help you really connect and grow your brand and um, a little personal updates from me that I only share through the newsletter. So Heather, if, uh, before we wrap this up, I want to ask you a question that I ask everyone that comes on the show and that is what does influence mean to you? You know, this is a hard question for me, Julie. (laughs) I don't know if anybody else has this problem, but I was like, this is a hard question because I think my initial reaction was, I don't, I'm not a person that likes to, like, I'm not a celebrity person. I don't like to put people up on on a platform. So when people say like, you're an influencer, I think that's a title that's given to you. That's a title that's earned. It's not something that you claim for yourself, in my opinion. And so, but I think how having influence over others means you have a responsibility. Mm. You have a responsibility. And my responsibility, I think, is my message to share your smarts. You have a gift. Um, Whatever that is, make sure you're sharing it because what you think you or what you know and you think everyone knows, they don't. And so that is your goodness. That's the gift. And then um, your heart, you know, I think open up, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. When you bring in that vulnerability, um, that allows you to be even more influential because it makes you relatable. And so for me, influence is that, that you have the responsibility to others um, to, yeah, to, 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 to walk. You can't just walk the walk. You can't just talk the talk. You got to walk the walk. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, Heather, thank you so much for coming on today. I loved our conversation and, um, I can't wait for people to get on Instagram and share their Instagram stories and screenshot this episode, tag you and really tell you what their biggest takeaway was from this episode. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. It was truly an honor. I love your podcast. I'm a, I'm a listener as well. So (laughs) are you ready to create your own industry leading influence for show notes, downloads, and action-based tips head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com where you can find out more about this week's episode guest and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.